Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 674, and we're looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. Let's read our passage. Deacons, likewise, should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. They must also be tested first. If they prove blameless, then they can serve as deacons. Wives, likewise, should be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in everything. Deacons are to be husbands of one wife, managing their children and their own households competently. For those who have served well as deacons acquire a good standing for themselves and a great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul's in Philippi, and he has left Timothy in Ephesus to deal with a problem there. And he's laying out some of the problem he's left Timothy to deal with here in this letter. You may think, well, if he had left Timothy to deal with the problem, why does he need to write a letter? Well, he often does that sort of thing to reinforce what he's already said or to add things he maybe hadn't thought about at the time or information that he thinks is important now. And I have to wonder also if it's so it's in writing from Paul to give that apostolic authority to the charge he's given Timothy. So Timothy's not just saying, well, Paul told me to. He's got the letter that Paul has sent him. So let's dive into it. Verse 8, deacons likewise. Well, he's in this section talking about leadership of the church. He had just talked in the previous section about overseers. We said the overseers was the same thing as elders, the same thing as pastors. Now, he's just making a distinction here between this other group of leaders that are called deacons. So deacons likewise, likewise referring back to what he had talked about with the overseers. They should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money. So these are character issues. Notice through all this, it doesn't really talk much about any kind of skill or competency in leading or doing any particular task. It's generally, it's about their character. It is a thing to note, even when he talked about the overseers, what did he really talk about? Competency. The really only competency he talked about was being able to teach. Everything else was character-driven. It shows the importance of character in Christian leadership. So worthy of respect, that's just how people see them, that they're not low lives that people can see, not hypocritical. That means they say what they mean and mean what they say, not drinking a lot of wine. They're not drunkards, not greedy for money. goes without explanation. Verse 9, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Now, in the section on overseers, he said they shouldn't be a recent convert. Now here, this doesn't say he has to have any particular length of time as a believer, but he should have been able to demonstrate that he believes the gospel and is holding to it, holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Verse 10, they must be tested first. 
If they prove blameless, then they can serve as deacons. Now by tested, he's not referring to some kind of battery of tests, written tests, or any, any kind of formal test. What he means is, watch them in action. Watch them how they conduct themselves. So you're not just taking someone and say, hey, they seem like a nice guy, but you actually watch them do some stuff and say, this person can do what we need him to do and do it with a good character. Now, verse 11 creates a lot of confusion. It says, wives likewise should be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in everything. There's basically four ways to take this. Because the word that gets translated wives is gune, which can mean women, or it can mean wives. So different English translations, some say women, some say wives, some say wives of deacons. Now, wives of deacons would be adding in some stuff here, but you could translate gune either as wives or women. So the context here has to drive, what do we do with this? Who is he talking about here? And, and there's four possible ways to take it. He's either talking about women, and he says women likewise. Now, women as full-fledged deacons, like the guys he was talking about in verses 8 through 10. So the women deacons, no different from the men. However, he uses likewise the same way he used likewise in 8, which implies it's something different, because the deacons are different than the overseers, and he said deacons likewise. So the women likewise would imply something different. So perhaps it's a separate kind of deacon, what people would call a deaconess. So it's similar to deacons, but it's a separate group. But that's odd in that he just uses the word wives or women, not the, the feminine form of the word deacon. Or it could be a, a group that are female assistants to the deacons. Or it could mean, as this particular translation has, wives, wives of the deacons. And you can find people arguing for each one of those. I, I think it most likely is he's referring to wives because it's the same word that he used back in the section on overseers where he talked about the overseers must be husbands of one wife. And similarly, verse 12, deacons are to be a husband of one wife. Same word used here in, in all three of those locations. So if he's using... Two of them for wives, one of them's for general women. I, I don't think so. And it's sandwiched inside the section about deacons. So I go with the idea that he's speaking of wives. So verse 11, wives likewise should be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in everything. So notice that uh, so far everything's been talked about character, a little bit of ability in verse 10. They must be tested, make sure they've got some kind of capability. But other than that, it's all been character-based. Similarly here, the character of their wives matters greatly. They should be respectable, not slanderers. Should be self-controlled, should be faithful. And it goes back to talking about the deacons. Verse 12, deacons are to be husbands of one wife. It's the same 
language that we saw back in the section on overseers. Deacons are to be one woman man. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean they have to be married? Does it mean they can only be married once? Does it mean they can never be divorced? Does it mean they cannot be widowed? Or is this just talking to another character issue of? For the deacons that are married, they should be faithful. For the deacons that are married, they must be faithful to their wives. And he adds, managing their children and their own households competently. Very similar to the language on overseers. Now, he doesn't include that that then is an indication of how they will manage the church. Then verse 13, for those who have served well as deacons acquire a good standing for themselves and a great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So he's saying it's a good thing to serve as a deacon. So what's the difference between the deacons and the overseers? Because they are two separate groups that he talks about differently. And he addresses them as different groups in his letter to the Church of Philippi, he says, to the deacons and overseers. So they are two separate groups. And as you look at the, the way it's laid out, the implications are the, the, the role of the overseers, elders, pastors, is to oversee the church and do the administration of the church. And the deacons is primarily serve. I mean, that's what the word deacon means, is servant. And traditionally, we've looked at Acts chapter 6 as the origin of the deacon ministry. Uh, there was this disagreement that arose over the feeding of the Hebraic widows, and so they chose seven men to take care of it. Now, Irenaeus, in his book Against Heresies, about 185 AD, mentions Nicholas. He says he was one of the first ordained to the diaconate by the pastors. The diaconate would be the group of deacons. So 185 AD, it was generally assumed that that was the origin of the deacon ministry. Now there's not a lot said about what they actually do. What's given here are qualifications, and the qualifications are all based on character. So there's not a lot of information about what they actually do. And so there's a lot of latitude within churches on what they actually do. Are they a group who acts as primarily assistance to the overseers? That's generally the understood function because they're listed right here in chapter 3 with the overseers. you got the overseers and you've got the deacons. And the overseers are the primary teachers and administrators, and the deacons. Now, the deacons are not listed as having to be able to teach, but doesn't mean they don't teach. So perhaps they assist in some of that teaching, assist in the administration. So churches have great latitude in what they actually do and how they organize it, because it's just given here that they've got to be people of good character, is the bottom line. And the lesson here is that character matters. Character is essential. You can't make up for bad character with excellent skills. So somebody may be excellent at the skills necessary for what that church says a deacon needs to be. But if they don't have the character issues, the church is going way off track, is being impressed with skills and abilities and losing sight of the clear teachings of the Bible. 
But God has called for qualified people to be put in these positions. Clearly, the call for the overseers is to be men. As far as deacons go, you can legitimately define this, as I talked about what he means by uh, wives or women there in verse 11, to say, okay, there is this category of deaconesses who are women. I think it's best to understand it as wives of the deacons. And what he's making a big deal there is, is that the deacons and their wives work together, and the character of both of them matters greatly. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Timothy.